We the people are not we the state. We the people are subjects of the state, created by the state for its glory not our own. We do not gain our rights as citizens from the pen of a state official. But we are given an identity that is subject to the state. We do not exist until an official of the government issues a birth certificate in our name, and eventually, an ID to enable us to pay taxes. What defines a subject? Is a citizen the same as a subject? Who are the people if this group does not include the state? A subject is a being subjected to the authority of the state. The subject is a being subjected to the authority of a political entity, as liege man, as servant in other words. A subject of the state is an entity created to serve the state as the property of the state. The subject has been accepted as part of the state's property and as a title holder of state assets. Without the lordship of the state the status of subject would not make sense. There is a power disparity inherent in the term. The subject must be subjected to a subjugator and the authority one is subject to is the august power of the state. But this still gives us a misleading picture of the situation. By talking about subjects subjugated to the power of the state, we are given an image of a tyrant in total control of a group of persons, all equally subjugated and subservient to the state. But the state is not an organism. The state is the people and the people the state, but there is a division. The state is as much a part of we the people as the rest of us. The state is composed of moral beings, the same as the people are moral beings. What the state is, in terms of its governance, is offices filled by persons with fancy titles. But regardless of the office they hold or the title they work under, the staffers of state offices are no more or less human than the rest of us. The division of we the people from the state is artificial. The power of the state does not come down from on high. It is extracted from the people. We the people are not the state, but we are not separate from the state, not totally. Even the most august ruler was at one time a child. Even when the child grows and becomes a man, no individual no matter how powerful and capable he may be can intimidate and control only a few persons directly. A single person can supervise a dozen or so people, at most. Certainly, no human being can control millions of people, even were they desirous of being supervised. Thus, in every state there is a hierarchy of power. There are people close to the center with great power, and those who are the furthest from it, with little power. No one is devoid of power, and no one is all-powerful. A state is a graduated pyramid of power. But now a different picture emerges. We see a population divided into the haves and have-nots, in the sense of power. This line is made visible when we talk about property, but it is more complicated than deeds and mortgages suggest, because a person's can be in charge of much wealth without owning it. He may be appointed to a high office with authority over much property without owning any of it, or may have ostensible ownership over land and buildings but be so deep in debt, it can all be lost in an instant. A third option and the most common one, is that the person is the owner of title but has only the control over what he is said to own, to the level the state permits. 
We cannot modify our property except in accordance with the zoning regulations, for example. So no one truly owns anything in this world. Ownership is always conditional and partial. But in every nation and town we will find an oligarch with political and economic power. It does not matter if the system is capitalist or communist, both systems are fascist in their operations. Communist and capitalist systems both have a disposed and alienated people who have little or nothing that serve as the workhorse of the state. Those with nothing serve as a nascent threat to those who would challenge the system and the authority of its head. To some degree or extent, the representatives of the state are parasites. They do not produce more than they consume. What they have, they have not earned. This is not just a physical condition there is a type of psyche that seeks a free ride. This being said, what does we the people mean when one segment of the population lives off of the labor of others? Who does the phrase refer to when we are not a uniform body? Our values are not the same as the values of others. Those who seek power and are willing to do the bidding of the powerful to gain subsidiary power are not the same as the rest of us. They cannot be. We who are the targets of freeloaders and the host of parasites are not freeloaders or parasites. We the people is not just an abstraction, it is a phrase meant to distract us from the deep division between us and them. It's an idea meant to manipulate the good into cooperating with evil. If you produce vegetables and your neighbor does not, any negotiation will leave you with less than you have. There is no benefit for a producer to negotiate with a parasite. A person who is gainfully employed and is self-sufficient has no need of government. You may work and produce goods and services, but if you do not live within your means, you will need the regulatory services of the state. It is only those who live within their means who can live as free citizens. Parasites cannot live without the regulatory power of the state to protect them. Parasites are the only people who need the state. It is criminals and freeloaders who need the state. But if this is so, the phrase, we the people is revealed to be nothing more than a way to get the most productive to identify with the worst parasite. We the productive are not related to those who wish to live off of our labor. Were it not for the need for regulation, created by wrongdoers the state would have no function. It is not the good who need the law, but evil. The state does not get rid of evil, it regulates it. The state manages evil, that is its mission. There is no we the people because there is good and there is evil. There are two races with two realities, and these translate into two distinct cultures and groups of people. There is enmity between us and them. But the state is not on our side. This is the problem with the we the people narrative. The state is our enemy because the state needs and sides with the enemy of us. This is why a more honest way of portraying the situation we are in is the phrase, the church and the state. Because these are distinct groups of people. The groups can be identified. We the people at best refers to those who belong to the state and who need the state. The church is not part of the state if it is a biblical church. We ought not be deceived into thinking we are part of the culture of the state. They are against us, 
but they cannot oppose us directly, because they need us. Parasites need our creative energy, they want us alive and working but disempowered and docile. The intention is to alienate us from our labor. Unless the state can get the church thinking church and state is a partnership, it cannot legitimize its appropriations. How many of us do not think taxation is a legitimate power of the state? Taxation is accepted because we assume our work has a public component. This socialization of work creates a liability, which is a claim on the value we create by the state. Liabilities expose us to a threat of loss. Property that has a liability attached has a competing interest to that of the owner of record. Where there is a liability, there is another person who has a claim on what we think belongs to us. Liabilities represent competing claims to the same asset. All property has a liability attached to it in the form of a lien held by the state. Nothing is privately owned. All property and all assets are publicly owned because all property is licensed by the state and is subjected to restricted use. Unfortunately, the terms private and public are misleading. There is no public to own a school or other facility. Groups cannot exercise jurisdiction over an asset. The state may not be the owner of record, but it is the owner by default. Even if we the people own the title, we have divested ourselves of control by electing a person to represent us. Even the things we think are privately owned are only owned privately because we have a license from the state, permitting us to operate under that designation. But what does it mean to have a private domicile if said property is subject to taxation from several levels of government? We often cannot even renovate our homes without explicit permission from the state. This suggests it is the state that is the true owner of the property, and we only have a restrictive license to use it. Thus, we cannot renovate or change their property unless it suits their needs. The market has been taken over and is public property. Nothings can be marketed or sold without government license and under government supervision. It does not matter if we area talking intellectual property or produced physically, it is all monitored and administrated by the state. If all of this is true and it is, then society is composed of various types of public property as determined by the different licenses it issues. Obviously there has to be people who support government regulation and interference, and it would not be those who are made worse off by the intervention. The state necessarily faces opposition when trying to legitimize public ownership to people who consider themselves private owners. The issue is resolvable by one means, and one way only. The state has to have a monopoly on the use of violence. There is no logical or moral justification for the state. Its sole justification for existence is its ability to kill you if you oppose them. Those who oppose the state and the public ownership of everything in the state are jailed, killed, beaten or in some way, physically harmed. The harm continues until the opposition is neutralized. The state cannot exist when the ownership of property by the state is opposed. There is no logical, moral, analytical or biblical way to legitimize public ownership. More importantly, 
since the state cannot justify public ownership, it needs a group of people who find it in their best interest to support the state's illicit and immoral claim to private property. These are the parasites and freeloaders. But how can the state claim ownership to the state and by which principle do freeloaders claim a share of what they did not contribute to? The most basic truth we can come to is that God created everything physical. How then, does the state get to lay claim to what God created? But there is always only one answer. Public ownership is ownership through seizure. Most of us see the natural world as unguarded nature. Since everything natural is unprotected from human seizure, strong men lay claim to it. It is still a fictitious claim no matter how strong the force is that is defending the claim. No one can justify owning a waterfall, river, landmass or anything that is physical and natural. If you do not have the means to protect it against those who would take it forcibly from you, you lose it. If we do not physically protect what we claim there is no path to having your claim reinstated or gaining compensation for your loss. Even a nation is nothing more than a body of resources that the state can defend. A nation is nothing more than a claim to a part of nature that can be defended by the state against interlopers. If the state fails to defend its claim to its jurisdiction it loses its status as a nation. We the people is a false image created by a state needing support for its claim to nationhood from its subjects. But the imagery soon fades when the state faces the need to finance its regulatory activities. We the people become subjects of the state and pray to its expropriations. If we have anything to expropriate, the only time the abstraction of we the people has any value is when the state is facing down an external threat. Without the external threat we the people become two groups composed of producers and parasites.